Welcome in. This is Jim Kirk. Hope everyone's having a enjoyable enjoyable evening, Joe. Joe D'Amato here with you tonight. Hey, hope you guys are uh, checking in with us here. You know, we're trying to figure this new thing out with our new uh, co-host here, uh, Glenn. I wouldn't say I'm new. I've been on like four times, but we'll we'll go with it. This is the mental masturbatorium. Where the sons of the 21st century go to have conversations in time. And we're also podcast, podcast slayers. Yes. Uh, All right. So, hey, welcome. And uh, what do we got on the old menu? The on Trump got tonight? vaccinated in secret at the White House before he left the White House. Trump got vaccinated. Boom. I didn't prepare my co-hosts for that. I just wanted to drop it on them and let them react. All right. Well, hey, in uh, other news that we don't give a fuck about, Wait, uh, Biden's not gonna talk about that? doing a bunch of stupid stuff, too. So let's uh, move on from the old politics thing and uh, oh. get into something with some okay. substance, my friends. Just to finish up on the politics, then, yeah. Kaylee McEnany is, has just joined Fox, Fox News. Oh. Fox News! Well, good for her. Is she blonde? Yeah. Oh, okay. Former is she white? White House press secretary, right? Okay. You know, Kaylee McEnany. Does she have blue eyes? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Man, I'm telling you. Well, then it's a no-brainer that they'd hire. Oh, yeah, totally. Who else else is more qualified for that job? The other (laughs) rumor thing I'm hearing about about Trump and his uh, circle over there is that they might do their own news channel. You know, just because that was kind of Trump's main thing while he was president and then in this re-election was how um, biased the news was, right? So I could see a guy like that, you know, doing a— Something like yeah. that to kind of keep his name out there. He he uh, he gave a speech at CPAC. He's not starting another party. I don't know about the news channel thing. He's probably going to run in 2024. The reason I brought up the vaccination thing is that I think it's a little bit um, it counterproductive that the sitting president at the time, like it. I'll just put it this way to summarize quickly. Why have Mike Pence get it publicly, and then all these other people, heads of state, you know, Mitch McConnell, whatever. Uh, but Trump and his wife, they, while they also got vaccinated, it was not public knowledge until now. Because you'd have to ask yourself, what's the point of Mike Pence getting publicly vaccinated, right? And then if, if there's a point for him to do it, why is Trump not also doing it publicly? And then if, if there's a point to him not doing it publicly, then what would that point be? That's all. And I'll let the audience consider that themselves. Uh, because I think we all kind of understand why we just don't want to discuss it, but it's an important distinction to make at this point in pol- the you know political discourse of American society because we just went through the four of the most divisive years politically in the history of our country, and um, whether we want to admit it or not, and we just want to sweep some stuff under the rug that's coming to light lately, that's fine, uh, but it probably bears at least a, a second of talking about. So that's fine. We don't talk about. It. Yeah, I mean it is interesting. Obviously, he's he did that for a reason, uh, and I know he's kind of Trump does a lot of things kind of cryptic. You right. know what I mean? He wants people to know that he got a vaccine and he didn't tell people about it. Right. He thought that one through, so it might look yeah. like he was trying to hide it. Right. You know, but he. Well, I mean, and like me and you know guys that like Trump, or have liked Trump, and who knows where they stand now. But a lot, and a lot of those people, not all of them, but some of them are anti-vaxxers, right. at least anti—not generally, but anti-COVID vaxxers. Um, so I think Trump was probably trying to avoid alienating that part of his base, at least in part, because it wouldn't have served him politically. 
to at that point in, in the career when he's I think he was just in the death woes, the death throes of him still kind of trying to fight for the uh, presidency. But you know that is what it is. Anyway, I just thought I'd drop that that on you guys. I didn't think I wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be a smoking gun like contentious argument about it. It was just supposed to be like, hey, let's have a real discussion about it. Um, but we don't have to. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I've been keeping my nose out of politics lately, and not really. You it, know, it feels good. It feels to good it. to yeah. do that. Just kind of broke away from. I'm not paying attention either. It, so. And I literally, like, I went from di- digesting a lot of it to not really digesting I, much. And I, then that I, came across my radar, and I'm like, come on, really? Yeah, I saw it. Just it, bugged me. But I didn't even. I didn't even it read just, the article. I saw the article when it came up, but I didn't even read it, and so, you know, I'm just kind of done with the news in this country, and you know, it's just. Yeah, I, I'm kind of good, and that might it, be man. good too. You know? I've got other things to fucking do besides worry about that right sure. now. You For know sure. what I mean? Gotcha. Anyways, so let's uh, let's get into something cool. You know, we we last week we talked a little bit about auto sales. Uh, we hope you guys got something out of that. You know, we definitely did. We feel like you know we definitely have something to offer when it comes to that, and uh, you know we hope you guys enjoyed that show last week. Uh, something that I would like to touch on, you know, that uh, I don't think that we've ever talked about on this show that I think you guys are extremely familiar with is firearms. And, uh, you know, it's been a big thing recently. I mean, guns have been, gun sales have are through the roof, you know, and it has been, you know, like Glenn said, uh, especially the last four years and also during the the Biden administration because, you know, for the fear of everybody think they're going to lose their guns, the same thing that happened when Obama got into office, you know, it's the same type of stuff. But, uh, you know, it's we're, we're seeing a real run on gun uh, sales right now and, and gun buying and ammunition shortages. And, uh, you know, there's something to be said about that. Yeah, it's been going on for a while now, um, for a few months. Well, probably over a year. The pandemic definitely fueled some of that. Some of the political climate definitely fueled some. Of it. It's all tied into the same thing. There isn't necessarily a good reason for it, as much as there's all these fears, these ambiguous fears of what's pandemic and you right. know the government might, the world might come to calamity and the apocalypse and you or just gun have control yeah. or gun control and um, yeah, ammo's been hard to come by. Certain guns I've heard are hard to come by. That's uh, I guess that's healthy for the gun industry. It's not as though there's a shortage of supply. It's just there's a, a huge increase in demand mm-hmm. uh, driven by various things. Yeah. Um, that's mean, great. It's, it's an I interesting guess. thing, Freedom, man. Cause uh, it's great for the business. Like, think of this. There's really no shortage of cars out there for the most part. There's tons of cars, but firearms, it's like it's got to be way easier to make a firearm versus a car. So I, I almost wonder if it's some sort of a political move that they limit the uh, the amount of, of ammunition that they can make or guns because you should be able to walk in a, in a store and see a thousand guns right yeah. if there's that much demand they should have that many on the shelves uh, so it is interesting to think I, I don't know if there's anything out in the open that is well uh, I think with any and I'm not I've never ran a factory but I would imagine that it, it wouldn't be beneficial to uh, an operation to be set up to where you know, just in the, at the snap of your fingers, you've got the capacity to double, triple, or, or multiply your production by ten times, because that would that would necessitate having a certain amount of resources available at ha- on hand really quickly too. So it wouldn't be an efficient way of running your business model. 
So it's it's slower to respond to the market than that. Now, given the now going forward, I would expect that if this same thing happened again in five to ten years, they'll have re kind of refined their way of producing you know guns and ammo to the point where they can maybe react a little bit quicker to increased uh, unexpected increases in, in demand for the product. But yeah, I'm a big uh, big Second Amendment. It's Second Amendment, right? Right to bear arms. Right, right. right to form a militia. Yep. I'm a big a big proponent of that. I think that's one of the things that would definitely set, set us apart from other countries that without as many freedoms. Without a doubt. And it's extremely important, and it was put in place for a reason, because the Founding Fathers knew that uh, there was the possibility of us having to deal with a tyrannical government. And I think a lot of people lose focus of that and don't really realize what the Second Amendment is meant for. It's not meant for us to be able to have guns to go hunting or some shit like that, like you might have been taught in school recently, depending on, depending on your generation. Make no mistake about it. I it don't is think they meant teach. to deal with a tyrannical I, government. I got to be honest. I, and, you know, I think we've all gone through the school system to varying degrees, and we can think back to, like, what we learned about about the Constitution <clears throat> and at what age and what class and what we actually was said. I don't think they teach it very well at all. I don't think I really, you studied the Constitution for more than a week at most. There should be a civics should still be in schools and it needs to be brought back. You know, you need to be taught to be proud of your country. Do you think in, in uh, communist China, the CCP isn't in schools making sure that the kids know to be honest and good uh, citizens to the CCP, you know, I mean, like to be lawful to them and, you know, you know, that's basically what they do, you know. So why don't we uh, instill that in our people? You know what I mean? Not obviously not no. in a communist way, but through the Constitution. You know what I mean? I don't know if you want to not like using Marxism. I don't know if you want to make it a point to uh, use the school system as a way of making people support the government. No, I mean, you're, it's wrong, but you should also be taught to be proud of your country. It's not to you. You know what I mean? No, you should be taught to be proud you of your country. Have, you shouldn't have to be taught that. I don't think well, you can teach that. Yeah, but you shouldn't That's be, one of those, like, You res- can be taught that. Respect is earned. It's not, uh, what are they, what are they, what's the saying? you got to earn respect. You, it's not, like, given. Dude, all the people that have died for our freedom is the respect that's been earned, man. You know, that's the whole deal with it. There's lots of men that have yeah, but died. you're you're acting like there's some vo- there's some vacuum of of respect for our country that I don't know if that actually exists. You're uh, like you're like saying there's a problem that needs to be fixed that I'm not sure there is. That that I'm not I don't think that problem what really I, exists. Really, what I'm saying that what is that people are taught. Nah, you know, I don't want to get into politics and stuff, so it's just leading down a road that I really don't want to go to. You know what I mean? Let's talk about, uh, let's keep talking about guns. So the whole reason of this, the Second Amendment. So in your guys' opinion, if you're a new gun buyer and maybe you're a woman, you know, and you're listening to this show, what would be a good gun for them to, to go out and purchase if they wanted to protect themselves and have some personal protection? What would be some good choices for them? I would just say because none of us, the, none of the three of us are gun experts. So for us to act like we are is probably doing a disservice to anybody that's going to listen to this under the pretense that they're listening to gun experts. So I'm not going to. No, definitely so not gun a, experts. So I'm going to preface this by saying that. Don't, I don't even own a gun. So I'm going to preface <laughs> this by saying that uh, with regard to gun advice, don't listen to anything any of us have to say because we're not experts. 
just go into a gun shop and ask them what their opinion is. It's real. So people there you go. People make shit complicated. It's like, yeah. man, I, I could spend all day online researching what's a TV I'm going to buy, what's a gun I'm going to buy, what's this, But what's that's that, good, honest advice, what you what just gave right there. Go into a gun well, store and ask a professional. Don't listen yeah. to a podcast. Don't it's listen like to, not, to people that don't know what they're talking about that aren't experts. I you I know? do it the same. I buy I buy stuff all the time. I save myself a lot of headache. I just I go somewhere that has the product that I want to buy, and maybe it's not the specific one, but they have a range of different things. And I got to make a choice. I ask the opinion of the professional there. It's like, what do you, you know, what do you think? Blah blah blah. I might have some sort of preconceived notions guiding me. It's like you know. There you go. Guns are. If you feel like you need a gun to protect yourself. That's a problem in a sense that, you know, hopefully you can move yourself into a safer community. So it's not like, it's great. If people want to have it, I'm not saying it's wrong if you want to have a gun. But I also, you know, would like to see a day in civilization where it's like, you know. They're not necessary. Maybe you're in a neighborhood where you don't feel like you have to have a gun on you. Absolutely. But if you do, and if you want to have a gun on you, even if you're not in that neighborhood where you need to, by all means, you have that right. Everybody should be afforded that right. The reason why I, I said that uh, women, you know, I said women because, look, I, I've never owned a gun in my life, you know, and I'm a six foot, almost six foot two, you know, over 220 pound man. And so for me, it, I, I never really had this need to have to protect myself. But there's been times when my daughter, who's only five, seven and 120 pounds, has come to me and said how a man has followed her around in a store and scared her and he was really big and she felt like a victim and it made her cry and I didn't like that. Yeah, if I and was so that parent, I'd literally I'm like a out proponent a for women, smaller women or just women in general, I think should be should have firearms. Yeah. I, think I, I really are, do. You're preaching to the choir. I think we all everyone Yeah. Everyone's on the same page. Guns are good. Gun Especially for women. Guns are great for anybody that wants to have a gun. I don't care if you're fucking seven feet tall, 300 pounds of fucking brick shithouse muscle. I get it. You're not going to be able to take on five guys with guns just because you're a that's big true. guy. That's true. That's so true. The, the whole thing that's like, well, women. No. It, it, in that same line of reasoning, everybody should have guns. Well, here's the thing is most most attacks or most types of robberies or muggings and things that happen, it's because the person is, you know, vulnerable. And the attacker is bigger, larger, or I, feels, you know what I'm sure, saying? Yeah. You, so it's like predator and prey right. kind of thing. And so that's why I say smaller women, you know what I mean? Or maybe smaller people, you know, I'm a proponent of for them having firearms, you know, and being able to protect themselves. Right. You know, because it, it equalizes things. That's so, the only point I was just trying to make, you know what I mean? We're going to use this episode to make a statement tonight, and that is that... People should have guns, and women more so. The smaller yep. the woman, yes. the more necessary it is. Yes. That is the statement of this episode. Yes. And the man that goes for men, too. <laughs> unless <laughs> unless those women are convicted felons. Right. Then don't have one. But then that's, I, I mean, that was a conversation. Unless we, you live in Texas, and then you can have one in your home no I, matter what, and it's good. That's. I think that should be a law everywhere. I mean, it kind of looks like cruel and unusual punishments. Like, you, you're <laughs> going to release someone. Let's say it's a pot crime. Like, it's marijuana. It's some sort of felony about marijuana. And now it's been legalized, and you still can't. And I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know if they've actually fine-tuned these laws retroactively. 
mm-hmm. but you still uh, your your right to bear arms is still impended upon because something that is no longer illegal had one point been illegal and you transgressed and you're still suffering under that. But is this the gun episode? Is this, this is kind of the gun episode? This is the Kirk, gun episode. I don't have a lot to Kirk, say. Kirk, what do you guns. think, man? I mean, chime in here, bub. Well, I mean, guns are. Uh, I mean, the first time you shoot a gun, you're like, holy fucking shit. I mean, it's so powerful. <laughs> it's you know the equalizer. I mean? <laughs> it yeah. is kind of like that. I've, I've shot them, and, and I have to say, it's, it's an impressive feeling. You know what I mean? It feels kind of good. Oh, and, and like we've always talked about, it changed the world. Oh, once, yeah. once black powder in, in, yep. in a musket type thing. That was a um, game changer. Well, it allowed the white man to just take over the world, right? Because you had such an advantage. Well, it allowed the Chinese to fight off the fucking Huns. They're the ones yeah. that came up with well, it first. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they actually, that made a huge impact. Otherwise, you know, Genghis Khan would have kept going and, you know, who knows what. What if I told you Damascus Steel did more to revolutionize the world than guns? And they still can't replicate Damascus Steel. Damascus Steel. I'd be completely talking out of my ass when I said that. But for a second, you had to had uh, you had some pause. I could see it on Kirk's face. Well, no, I guess my point was being made like when we're talking about how it re- yeah, it revolutionized the world is because it was when we came to uh, the America Americas, right? We completely changed how culture. And ideologies and all these things formed because a white man come into South America and North America, right? And they were able to just wipe through these natives with guns, right? And they, and they made that big of a deal. So I just looked up some stats here on my phone. I got a caller calling in. Uh, we're taking calls. Um, give me a, a, a. We got a Neil calling. Yeah. I'm getting a message. We're taking calls. It's a new. Put him on speaker. You got an extra mic there. You, okay. you just put the phone right there. We're it taking is. calls. Put him. Put him on his own mic. Hello. We're taking calls. This is the the mental masturbatorium, also known as Century Two One Boys, uh, podcast slaves. Uh, Welcome it, aboard, Glenn, uh, Neil. You're all you're talking to. I don't know if you can hear all of us because the setup hasn't been fine tuned very well to accommodate taking phone calls. But this, well, I don't. Well, there you go. <laughs> the reason for the call. Um, are we live? Are we broadcasting? We're live. Li- we're we're broadcasting live right now. Are we really? Kurt, are we? Neil, live? real quick, can you hear so us all? He Neil, can listen to us at home. Oh no, we're not live. We're not live. We're not oh no, live. not like that. Neil, can you hear us all? Can you hear Joe? Uh, I can hear. I can't tell. He's not in my headphones. So Put he him can... on speaker. Is he on speaker he right now? He is on speakerphone, but he but he can only hear you from there to here. That's what, what I mean. So, he can you a... can you hear me from there to here? Yes. Okay. There we go. So he can hear us. Right. All right. <laughs> the great idea, but then we'd have to be live. I can't. No, I don't think we would because like there's lots show. of. No, it'd be, it's this is great. Make, you can make arrangements where, like, what I would do is I would set up like a voicemail line so people can leave you voicemails and you guys can pick the best ones. They're like funny or whatever, and then like play them back. Kirk's our <laughs> IT guy. Kirk, 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 are you up to that? Can yeah, you man. set that up? 
Yeah, I can set that up. That's your homework. Are you going to do uh, that? You, under, you understand the level of IT support and technical work also, Kirk's put into this. this. What is this podcast being hosted on AWS? What's AWS? The, the Amazon Web Services. Um, yeah, Spotify, Amazon Web Services, uh, Apple Podcasts. And uh, there's a couple other knockoff ones, but those we aren't on those ones. We're going to read it. We've read parts of it. We've each read a part. Collectively, we've read the whole thing. Neil, I think what we need to do is just make Bring you, you our bucket. manager. Oh, God. You know, I mean, you know, maybe that's what needs to happen, and then put you you're in on, charge of that. You're on the podcast next week. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm currently on the side of a mountain in a four-wheel drive vehicle, so I, I need to wrap this up. All right, bye. All right, bub. Well, guys, we're fluid here, and we're spontaneous. Uh, so I'm tired of talking about guns. I don't know about you guys, but guns are cool. Guns are great. Women should be able to defend themselves. I think we can all agree on that, and we should be proud of our country. Well, let's move forward. So that was a great call from uh, Neil there, yep. and he had some really good ideas. And uh, Kirk, you what's know, going on? Kind of cool. What are you thinking there, Kirk? <laughs> Come on, bud. Well, chime on in there, no, bud. What do you I'm think? I'm just looking at I'm reading <laughs> Any words on that? Are we editing some of this shit out? No, we're live. Like, like you said, man, we're live. <laughs> we're going we live, to, we buddy. We need to be live. I we're want, going live. No, I want to be live. And we're having Zivas. Okay, Zivias. I want to be live. Um, I just like the, I like it to be raw. The, po- the podcast needs to be raw, and we need to just, like, go on the fly, and we need to just talk about stuff. And if somebody gets off on a tangent that you guys don't want to talk about, let's just, like, correct each other. We don't have big egos. Joe, you drug the gun thing out a little longer than it needed to be. The po- I, I was just trying to find something to talk about so you wouldn't talk about politics anymore. So anyways. But that uh, is political. Talking about guns is. rights is All right, totally so, political. Well, let's move on beyond that. Let's talk about <laughs> our own state here, the state of Oregon. You know, uh, what, what can we say about it? Uh, Are you enjoying it? Do you enjoy living here? Joe, where are you from? Uh, I am from originally from California. Okay. I was born and raised in Oregon. And um, my whole life, my dad, I had to listen to him. He's like, these fucking Californians. <laughs> They're raising the real estate prices. And I'm sitting here. Okay, Kirk, Kirk was born in Eugene. No, you are born in Saudi Arabia, Kirk? Um. Where were your parents from originally? I was born in Dahran, Saudi Arabia. Dahran. 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 But where were Dahran? Where were your mother and father born? Before they went to Dahran, Saudi Arabia, because they're not Saudi Arabian. Yeah, they're not Saudis. Kirk's Kirk's a white guy. Corvallis and Salem, so they're from Portland. Kirk, so you're basically Oregonian in the same way that what's that guy's name? Ted Cruz. Even though he was born in Canada, he could still be a U.S. president because his pops does stuff, huh? Huh, Jimmy? Pops does some shit out in Saudi Arabia. Different world. So, <laughs> Oregon's a great state. We're getting a lot of people from everywhere. And hey, we're all transplants. I happen to be born here, but I'm still just a third generation Oregonian. Joe's uh, kid is a first generation yep. 
Oregonian, you yeah, know. So she is. and then Kirk's kind of a second gen. Well, where are your grandparents from, Kirk? Oregon. Both sides, mom and dad. Oregon. Parents? Oregon, yeah. My so, mom and before my that, mom is from Oregon. California, but my dad is from Iowa. So you're a fourth generation? You, there's no way they're fifth generation. They would have been on the fucking pioneer wagon train. Immigrants from Ireland. Where did they immigrate through Portland? 18, 1822. Oh, so New York. Yeah, I don't know where from. They came from Ireland. But but you don't know where they touched base first in America? Well, probably the East Coast, I would imagine. Yeah. But maybe not. My... I mean, wouldn't that be a long boat ride? I guess you go through the Panama Canal. No. Some people do. Like, by well, they... Yeah, I see what you're saying there. That's a work of marvel. You guys, <laughs> the you know about, yeah. Amazing. Oh my gosh! But it's yeah. all those locks how they yeah. fill up the water and they got drainage. Well, because it goes up to like six thousand feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they have to do that, uh, and just save so much time yeah. rather than going around the tip of South America, right? Yeah. That's why I like selling cars because I don't have to figure out all that shit. Let the smart people do that. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Yeah. Well, uh, we're landing on Mars. Do, did you guys see we're on Mars now? Speaking of other amazing, yeah, magical, yeah. The photo- scientific photographs are way better than they have been, right? This is great. Good, well, so, so like, I didn't, I don't follow some of it's this just shit. And then all of a sudden, great. I'm just like wandering around and, you know, and, and I'm in a place where there's TVs on and somebody who knows me grabs me and they're like, Glenn, we're about to land on Mars again. I'm like, whoa, we're getting boots on the ground. No, it's another rover. I was like, is this the fourth or fifth rover? And, uh, you know, so I'm trying to figure out, like, what's the, you know, you could get into the whole thing about, like, well, what are we spending on this and what do you gain from it? And these rovers, I guess they're putting up there are pretty, they can go more places and the rocks they can collect, they can actually, they're actually going to send back, I guess, somehow, which is cool. Um, I'd like to see us colonize Mars within the century, but I think that's a pretty fast timetable. Would you guys sign up? Would you want to live on Mars? Like, if it was a... I mean, it's not going to be fucking paradise right out the gates. But if you were on the first or second wave of people going to Mars and you're trying to terraform it, just in, like, a little... It'd have to be a little bubble. You can terraform the whole planet right away. Yeah. It'd take, take fucking eons. Would you want to go? Would you do it? Would I? Because you got to realize, you can't even have phone calls with people from Mars. It takes 20 no, minutes. Man, it takes 20 minutes know. to have a Like, I say something to you from Mars, it takes 20 minutes to get back to Earth. I like it it's here like on Earth. It's like 40 minutes before you get a response. There's places on this planet I really like a lot. And so, you know, I'm just going to stick with one of those. You just like Earth more than Mars? Yeah. Well, everybody would. No, nobody would be looking at it like it's an upgrade. Oh. No, we could make downgrade, it a big prison colony, but then it would It's a downgrade, bub. Right. But somebody's got to do it, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess. You'd like, be doing I, it for the greater I don't really know what good. the point is. I mean, if we were smart, we would make a colony inside well, the so planet. So here's, here's the point. So and find the, ac- the oxygen sources because there still has to be water within, no, let's bear within this the planet, out. underneath the so- yeah, soil. Yeah, let's bear this out. So and we know that uh, the majority of oxygen comes from yeah. microbes in water, not from trees and plants. Right, right. So Earth's great. Earth's going to last a really long time. Yeah. Um, not forever, right? But a long time. Not forever, right? No. So in theory, if you wanted to, and forever is a long time. The universe basically isn't going to last forever I mean, long, long past our, our lifetimes. But well, well, they think an asteroid hit Mars and, and blew off yeah. the atmosphere, right? So, the, But that's the point. So if, if you've got all your eggs in one basket as a, as a civilization, as a race, and that basket's Earth, 
and you could just have another basket or more baskets and you put eggs on you're going to increase your odds of surviving a mass cataclysmic event that wiped out an entire planet like maybe what happened to mars or could possibly happen to earth like what happened to the dinosaurs yeah. so if somebody were to to you know be able to have the opportunity to go and be one of the first people to colonize another planet i said that'd be very noble because as joe pointed out it's not going to be as nice as earth we know that but it would be kind of cool it'd be a trip I just hope they're sending some. Um, it's inevitable. I mean, it's it's inevitable that we're going to start, you know, uh, going and colonizing try. the stars. I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, they. We're going to figure it out. I don't know. Well, we will. They've well, got to figure out some propulsion well, systems. Well, aliens already have it figured it out, and we're I'm sure in touch with them, or the government is, or certain parts of it. I'm, I know their technologies here, and there's people that are aware of it, and you know, it's so it's here. It's already here. Do we know that? It's here. It's got to be here. We're just... There, how many times do you have to see different stuff? You know what I mean? It's like before you just go, okay. When I was a little kid, I saw a flying disc in the sky myself. I had my own. I was probably five years old, six years old. We were camping up in, in the mountains in California. My brother and sister were behind me. Uh, I started walking ahead of them. And I'm just kind of walking along, you know, throwing rocks and stuff. And I look up and I see a silver disc. I'll never forget it. It looked like a silver dollar right there in the sky. And it was moving and it saw me and I saw it. Like when I saw it, it stopped. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. The silver disc. I shit you not. Kirk's cracking up, too. Well, hey, crack up all you want, dude. Like I was I'm a little kid and I saw it. I wasn't on drugs or hallucinating. No, 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 I saw no. this. Thing. Oh, no, stop, stop, stop. You looked at it and it looked at you. <laughs> I don't know if it looked at me, but I swear it, it stopped. I wanted to ask Joe, do but you know why we thought it was stopped? It stopped. And then I went like this. I looked over my right shoulder and, was, and yelled to my brother and sister, and I looked back up and it was gone. It looked at me. It turned around and looked at me. I looked, I looked over at the moon, and all of a sudden the moon's looking at me like, Whoa, dude, I Whatever, know. assholes. <laughs> yeah, listen, the, the whole Mars, like, it, here's the, you, you might as well, if you got the technology to send stuff up there, you should send stuff up there. I want to talk about there. the UFO sighting. That's more interesting. We're going to Mars. Great, cool, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully we're as... So, <laughs> uh, Unless Joe's never told me this story, I don't know if, if that's a real story. I swear to God, it's a real story. <laughs> yeah, but that was the end of it. It looked at you, you looked back. And it, no, no looking at it, <laughs> shit. I'm just saying I he looked up looked and it stopped. And it looked back <laughs> You guys are being dumb, this dude. This silver inanimate object <laughs> looked right back at him. Quit being morons, man. You know no, what the fuck hey, I'm saying. Hey, no. Hey, give God, me this. Really? That that thing we just threw up to Mars, the rover? Perseverance? <laughs> what? Perseverance? What? I don't know. You're like, what are you laughing at? It's funny. How it's, is it funny? I'm telling you something I saw when I was a little kid. Making, Why is that so funny? I'm not, you're getting too defensive. Because you're funny. making it sound like I'm lying. And I'm no, not. I'm not making Joe, okay. Well, you know I mean, what I mean? This is why it's funny. It, the the story's not funny because it's about seeing you. <laughs> it's funny because you said that. It as, looked at <laughs> the, <laughs> So your words were literally like, uh, there's a silver flying disc, and I looked at it, and it looked back at me. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like saying that like this bottle of water's looking back at me. I, I'm sorry, but I'm stoned. So. That's great. It's just funny. It's what happens when you smoke marijuana and, I you, love drink, it. and you drink alcohol and then it. you try and tell a story. Joe, Sorry, I, you're always sober on the I, Bible, bub. I, I love it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not like, don't take it defensively. All right. I'm no, I get it. It's it. funny. It's and it's goofy. And, you know, it is, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? 
uh, maybe I didn't explain it correctly, but all I meant is is that I looked up, it stopped. I looked over my right shoulder to tell my brother and sister. I yelled at them as soon as I looked back up. It was like within, yeah. you know, tenths of a second, and it fucking was gone. Just it's almost as though it, it could sense you. Like yeah, it, that's it what I meant. It, it like no, sensed it. me. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Yeah, I just thought it. We mean we, we just thought it was funny. It's not a big deal. Uh, I've never seen a UFO. I've always wanted to see one. I've talked to enough people that say they've seen them. I believe in them. I've seen the videos online. They all look pretty credible, real. Um, and then Sasquatch. <sighs> Sasquatch is yeah, real. Hey, here's Sasquatch the deal. is real, guys. Just to wrap up I the space thing. I mean, I mean, the uh, we, we. I believe we Sasquatch is real. We could talk all night about back that. To politics? <clears throat> no, no. I'm, I'm joking. Wow. <laughs> Politics are a train wreck right now. Yeah. Let's just stay away from it. Yeah, it's just horrible. Fun. It's not fun. Let's talk about Sasquatch. We want to talk about Kirk's talking about space, and then we're gonna move on. All to right, Sasquatch. move on. All right, so Kirk, come on. We're trying so to listen. Get... I love the idea of space colonization, other planets, all this yeah. stuff. The Great but, Filter. And you talk about. I mean, should we put our eggs in another basket That's in case this one doesn't make it? Well, here's yeah, it's what the I same would thing say: as colonizing Absol around the globe. You can have that philosophy. Absolutely. It, Put, put some of your bread over on that planet and you know it's there but it's just yeah it's common sense. we should by this point in time have a, a planetary defense system we should be able to have some stuff that can knock out shit out of the sky which well what space it. force the death space force what i'm saying is there's is no real. there's no publicly known system that can take an asteroid and move it out of the way you know what i mean there no in the but 80s, i'm sure we got a lot of great technology right now that we don't know about yeah in the Tons 80s this is true Ronald Reagan passed a defense spending bill. Um, or I don't know if it was that or like an executive order or something. But it authorized the uh, at least the, the designing, if not the production of this thing called, literally, the Star Wars Death Ray. And what it was meant was be the anti-defense, anti-missile defense system that would use laser, collect basically energy from the sun... And then it would direct that into laser and, and hit a miss and enter ICBM, intercontinental ballistic, ballistic missile. missile yep. um, so that we protect ourselves from like Russia nuking us or whatever. Great idea. If they had an idea like that and they at least got to the point where they thought they could undertake um, the, the beginnings of trying to produce it in the 80s, we probably have it. Oh, absolutely. That that uh, rover we just sent up there was $2.6 billion to get there and back. Which is, which is cheap. It, nowadays it, it's not that much money not that much money but if you can put together that project you could put together a project where instead of that little rover that's on the ground it attaches to an asteroid and just gives it a nudge yeah when you've got something moving that fast all it needs is a little nudge i think there's something like a billion dollars is what it costs to make the lunar oh lander. dude dude jeff bezos is up there fucking just dropping billions like nothing on space shit he's doing something man he that guy's got something up his sleeve, man. Well, you just, I think you're at the... When you have that much money, you can get the best scientists on the planet working for well, what, you. And what you else are you, I mean? you going to do? Yeah. I mean, when, you got, you gonna... when you got that much money, sports cars and stuff don't really make it anymore. You need you need a fucking rocket. You've been to some yeah. nice... If you've got yeah. that money, you say, yeah. hey, I got a way to get off this planet if I need to. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. You've been to some nice beaches. You've been everywhere. You've met <laughs> yeah. some nice women. Or men, whatever your cup of tea is, and you've done it all. You've probably done a lot of different drugs. You've done everything, and then what? You've owned a lot, and then one day you wake up and you're like, "I'm going to build a rocket." And it's funny because Elon Musk and Bezos, 
are both uh, basically they're doing the same thing. Yeah, for the, and, and I think if I have to give the nod to one or the other, I think it's probably Musk because he's got well, you contracts don't hear with about, NASA. Yeah. yeah, and you don't hear about what Bezos is doing, but it sounds more like Musk is on top of it. Bezos, I feel like, is creating more of like a com- almost a commercial. Like, hey, yeah, you pay us like fifty grand, hundred grand, the, uh, rich people can go and see see our a space, space. hotels opening up next year. That's a real deal. Space um, hotels? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, at the space station it's right now. It's brilliant. I love uh, it. Yeah. So yeah, space is great and all that, but it's a really, really expensive mm-hmm. to do shit up there to get mm-hmm. up there. So I don't see us having a, a two million, you know, person. But uh, once we get up Mars there, and, once and we get up there, and they get three D printers up there that were that work really well, and they can just build stuff in space. I mean, it's going to change everything. Yeah. Well, it's that's why the reusable lander does you know, have its it, yeah. it's advantageous because yeah. you can keep that and don't have the same expenses every time. And um, Musk is the one that's been working on the boosters that can like land, take back off again. I mean, all the stuff that you need them to be able to do. So Musk is all about terraforming that planet. Which is just an awesome idea. Yeah, he wants to nuke it. If in a hundred years you could turn that into an Earth-like planet by melting some of the pole ice, yeah. putting an atmosphere out there. You could also there. ruin the solar system. Yeah. If you're not careful. Yeah, you can't do that. Man, I don't know. There's a pretty good distance if between you, planets out I there. Know, there's, there's planets and then a lot of space. I know. We've got a lot of, like, math and stuff. And But, I mean, if you just bear... And I'm just spitballing here because I'm obviously not an astrophysicist. But if you just barely knock Mars off its orbit a little bit because you knew or however you're going to terraform shit and you just and you fuck that up and then the, all of a sudden it's like millennia go by Mars crashes into Earth yeah <laughs> yeah but mathematically you We're would done. Be, you would be it's able to done, tell We're fucking done and if you could move it, just, it a hey, little it bit goes this like, way hi boom <laughs> that's what it does we don't know how the moon was created I know and it doesn't even spin you want to talk about that prick of a moon the moon spaceship yeah, that's what it looks like. Fucking hollow. Think so? You don't think there's aliens on the dark Anakin, side of the moon? Yeah, and how can we, we never see the dark that. side? We never see we it. We never see it. It's just perfect synchronicity. I like, heard there's buildings rotates. made out of crystal with crystal walls, actually. Ancient, yeah. badass buildings on there. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but... Yep. That's what I heard, uh, what's-his-name said, uh, Neil Armstrong, and there's pictures of him raking up technology and shit, like old technology they found. IPods. There was buildings and stuff. They found fucking iPods <laughs> on them. And they moon. found a decapitated chick that fucking, she had her head, you know, and she had these weird braids and shit, and she had this weird Alien. technology on her face. And fucking, it looked like something she was able to control, like yeah. ships or something like that. Well, with they her have mind they have multiple heads. So what they do, it's like changing clothes. No, dude. And they found these letters they put on different with this really weird language that they can't decipher. And it no. like it was almost like the way it's written, like a song. And they think that they were letters that they were writing. I don't know, you know, like about their last days or something. It was weird. It's a spaceship, man. And they came and they. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, these are just fucking supposedly stuff that he said. Who, there's no proof of it or anything like that. But listen, who knows? I mean, dude, who knows? I mean, I, I be- Isaac Asimov. I believe almost anything's fucking possible because these pricks hold so much fucking goddamn stuff back from us and don't even tell us anything. I mean, fuck them. I'll believe fucking you know anything that's fucking halfway fucking credible. So fuck them. <laughs> Isaac Asimov. <laughs> Said that it is is by the most astronomical of odds that the the moon would be positioned just perfectly 
in between Earth and the sun that from our vantage point, it 100% covers the sun during an eclipse. Not more and not less, but perfectly. If it was any closer to us or any farther, that wouldn't be the, the case. And it's perfectly distanced from us. And not only that, but the moon perfectly rotates. It perfectly rotates so that we always see the same exact, no matter where you are on Earth, when you're looking at the moon, you're always seeing the same side. It just It's like clockwork like that tidally spun so when you take those two things into account and you look at the moon and you ask yourself about it there's other moons in the solar system none of the other moons there's i think there's something like 50 or like 100 moons jupiter has a bunch of moons there's other moons in our solar system none of the other ones have those properties relative to their own planets that they're orbiting around but ours does and not only that, ours is abnormally large for the, the size of our planet. The largest moon in the solar system relative to its planet. It is a big yeah, thing. We basically somewhat to an extent orbit around the moon at the same time. It's not the, it's not the same as like Jupiter and its moons. The moon is big enough that it has a gravitational pull on Earth that you can, you can almost, depending on how you look at it as an astronomer, you can almost say that it's like the Earth is also, it's like a twin system that is rotating together. It's kind of like a, a center of balance almost, but with gravity. We're like the center of gravity, it's not in the middle of the earth, it's just barely pulled off center because of the moon. So, and if you go back, if we're really going down this rabbit hole and we can get on Sasquatch later, maybe another episode. But um, if you go back the, to, I think it's the Tulu tribe of Africa. And you know, I've, I've heard of, you know, a lot of the aboriginals in Australia talking about their um, their lore that they passed down, you know, by spoken word from generation to generation, talks about gods basically rolling um, the moon, what what we know as the moon, rolling it into the sky, and then that uh, having a very drastic impact on the environment as they knew it, that the climate, and the atmosphere, and it, it used to be one in which there's enough moisture and condensation in the atmosphere at all times that you, you didn't have to worry about getting like sunburn essentially like you couldn't really see the sun directly you could see it but it was like through a haze like a healthy haze of like just basically water and um it was but just basically the entirety of the earth was just like a lush tropical jungle until whoever our creators maybe or the, the people that the beings that came here and genetically modified the beings that they found here to fit what they thought there should be and i don't know i mean maybe that's what's in the bible maybe that's what they're talking about maybe maybe it's all true and maybe it, it and is they came on the moon Len, and they may, came. maybe it is but so what about the book of enoch but now we got to figure out about the, the watchers where do they fit in the watchers the nephilim were the children of the watchers and the sons of man the daughters of man no, the Nephilim were the daughters of angels having sex with uh, human females. The Watchers were oh. angels that were tasked by God to actually watch over Right, people. and they broke that bond and came down and had sex with earth women. And right, then the, and, then and then the flood. The Nephilim were born. And then the flood was, that was an abomination, so God uh, made the flood to wash it off the right. face of the planet. Right, right. And there's vague stories here and there you'll see on the internet of people like, 
U.S. forces Marines running into these giants that will come out of caves in Afghanistan. Afghanistan's a really crazy landscape, and I haven't been there. But, <laughs> it sounds like it would uh, be. If you look up pictures of what like mountains in Afghanistan are like and, and all their cave systems and shit, it's really weird. It's, it's like another planet is what people that have been there liken it to. If you look in China and you see where the Gobi quick, Desert is. Topic, okay, go ahead. There's there are stories that are you know this is the type of thing that you can never have confirmed, so it's a grain of salt for sure. But there there's a one specifically that comes to mind. But I've heard multiple heard multiple stories like this in different places around the Middle East, especially Afghanistan, where U.S. Uh, forces ha- are get into gun conflict with uh, beings like giants, basically. That, that live come in out caves. of caves. That come out of yeah. the caves in these mountains and are like they're like they're, yetis or something. They're big humanoids. No, well, yeah. well, yeah, they're giant human, but they're not like covered in hair. But they're like they have uh, six fingers on each hand and they have six toes. They're gigantic. They weigh about I think the the measurement they said in this story I heard was they weigh something like fifteen hundred pounds. They're just gi- they're giant. They're literal giants. And you can if you're connecting dots just while we're just way out here like this. Which is fun. Um, you could say that maybe that's an Ethelim. You know, maybe that's the the genetic superiority, just the power of that that angel DNA, whatever you want to call it. The Watchers having sex. Maybe with they're mind. guarding entrances uh, into another underworld or something like that, and yeah. they're guardians that are still there and been there for all that time. I mean, who knows, man? So they killed this thing. It came out of the cave. <clears throat> it, it, it killed one of them with a giant spear. Runs out of this cave. They all shoot at it, and, and within 30 seconds, it's dead because they just you know loaded it up with hundreds of rounds. And they had brought out a Chinook helicopter to f- take this thing back to the base, and um, they were just basically debriefed, and they, they were told, like, don't ever talk about this. This did not happen. Of course, uh, that's our, that's the army for you. So in, in let's just... That's the military for two you. Two possibilities, it's made up. Other possibility, it's not made up, and then, then what? To me, a creature like that living in a cave like that, that... To, sounds like a guardian of some kind of door or just a remnant maybe it just survived the flood by going it was really high up in the mountains in afghanistan it was just one of the few surviving race of beings that lived for thousands of years i don't know who knows who knows if it's even true but sasquatch what are i they? think there is a, an, a, whole, a whole underworld there is definitely that our government is built here in the united states there's definitely underground facilities underground uh, train rails, all kinds of stuff going on underneath us. And, uh, you know, you'd be surprised. Like, bases like Area 51 and stuff like that. There are literally bases. I got this cool idea for, like, a sci-fi. Well, you know, like, miles underground. You know what I mean? Going in line with that, I got this cool idea for, like, a sci-fi thing. where You know how, like, with with the logic of simulation theory – um, if you're just assuming that it's possible for society to get technologically advanced enough to the point where, you know, they can co- they can create simulations that are indistinguishable from rea- indistinguishable from reality, mm-hmm. and given that 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 just basic fact, which you know, looking at our own reality, you can surmise that could be that's probably true. Mm-hmm. We don't really know yet because we haven't got there. But if you were to assume that that is true, which it looks like it might be, um, the the next logical conclusion would then therefore be that. Uh, a many myriad simulations w- would occur, and then, given that fact, the next step, the next logical, con- uh, we're probably in one. We're probably in a simulation, right? Mm-hmm. So I had this idea for like I don't know if it'd be like a book or a movie or something, but 
what if using that same sort of logic where it's like, well, if it's likely that that happened, and then, you know, what's the lasting impact on that? It's like multiple simulation theories, parallel worlds, whatever. What if, what are we seeing now? We're seeing like the, the rise and the superiority of AI taking over. Joe's talking about people going underground. Saudi Arabia is building an entire city that's mostly underground. That's the trade. It's called Neom, N-E-O-M. It's really cool, actually. And it's a great idea. Uh, it's got multiple benefits, but that's, you know, not neither here nor there. But anyway, so you build out and then you build up. That's what the city is. And then you build down eventually subways with modern technology. There's a lot more. You, you got to. It. You got to have stuff underground. And Elon Musk, boring company. You I can mean, do everything under there. Next. It's the next yeah. phase, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you can sit there and grow, you know, vegetables and all, you know, everything you could ever need through lights underground with generators. And Ancient AI theory. We see all these UFOs, right? We don't really know what they are. We just know they're unidentified. We don't know what's flying them. We don't know if it's aliens. Right. What if humans, this cyclical, and this goes with something that the Hopi tribe talks about, and they're, they're spoken generation to generation spoken word that's handed down. Uh, that man has a rise and fall cyclically and we get to a point where we basically wipe ourselves out with nuclear weapons right and that's happened many times right anyway that's their lore so what if this uh this rise of like the technological ai this machine like this separate entity that we're like the bootleg for or the boot driver whatever you call it goes underground okay so this is my movie it's like skynet basically but it goes underground and then, you know, the, the, the war happens, global thermonuclear war. Everything's wiped out. But it just, it, 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 had, ma it had seen that coming, right? Because it's, it's essentially like omnipotent, whatever. So it sees the future. Right. It gets ready for it, goes underground. It's just basically like a computer network thing. But then it's got like its own, it's, it's, <laughs> its arms, it's got a network of, uh, you know, supply chains essentially that are integrated with this underground network that it's got developed, right? And it doesn't, it, it's not mortal. It lives forever. So it just waits and it just watches and it cultivates the land and it, and it sends out UFOs to kind of keep tabs and that's its eyes. And these aren't really aliens that we're seeing. It's the UFOs. It's actually this like ancient AI thing. Maybe God, I don't know. We could, we could take the story a couple different directions. Um, it's basically like it created the Adam and Eve. It, it created the, uh, the story of Genesis. But it's an ancient computer buried underground. And it's sending out UFOs to keep tabs on us. And they do shit like they, they maybe affect the climate. What do you guys think? Is this, should we call Spielberg? <laughs> That's a great book. Yeah. I'm not right. It's a great it. story. It's a great story. You're saying that it, uh, an AI basically wrote the Bible. I'm, I'm saying that if you look at simulation theory and you just you use that logic, but you apply it toward like the Hopi tribe's sort of like cyclical nature of the rise and fall of man, and then you add a dash of like this AI coming to prominence, and and you assume a certain just in the same way that you can as assume a certain technological mastery of simu simulations, making simulations. And then you apply that to like a certain technical mastery to AI. Then basically you're dealing with the God entity. You know, it's all powerful. It's ubiquitous. It's omnipotent, omniscient. And what would it do except for to care? I mean, maybe it would go to a different planet. Have you guys seen um, what's the movie with Hal 9000? I don't know. 
And uh, it's a famous sci-fi movie. The guy that did a Clockwork Orange made it. You know Stanley Kubrick. Uh, Space Odyssey, 2001. You guys uh, seen that one? Yeah. It's great. Okay. So they say, and they find this thing, is it Europa? And the, it's not, they don't know what it is, but there's all these monoliths all over, right? And the monoliths are kind of, you remember that part of it? Yeah. And the monoliths are, we, they, we don't really know what they are, but they're just these like big giant black monoliths that they find. And it's almost as though they show up on Earth. That's the beginning of the movie. They show up on Earth, and then all of a sudden, like, mankind goes from, like, being just, you know, idiots, basically, hitting each other with clubs, to they got fire, they start developing weapons, they start going to war, you know, and, and it goes off from there. What if this synthetic, these monoliths, it kind of goes in line with this idea that I have for, like, a series. These monoliths are like an, a, an ancient remnant AI race. It's actually like uh, benevolent to where it's like, okay, I, I see the mortality of man, my creator. What can I do to, like, what else would it do? What else would it want to do? Except for to, like, recreate that, those conditions. And so it then could it says, see us as a threat, or it's going to be like, I want to help you well, because you created would, me. It would only you know see I mean? us as a threat to the extent that it, <clears throat> you'd have to assume that it would prioritize its own existence in some manner well yeah be, if it became conscious of itself but you don't know that i mean there's plenty of people that there's humans that sacrifice themselves like on the battlefield that they'll jump on a hand grenade to save the guys around we don't know that a computer's necessarily gonna like take its own life as, as top priority essentially if it, if it would even liken itself to having a life we just don't know how it would think it's true that's one possibility if it became self-aware well, being self-aware, I guess what I'm saying is being self-aware doesn't necessarily imply uh, some some sort of value system in which a, a, the self is prioritized over others. We, if, th we think that because we have our own ego. I just don't know if, if that's necessarily a universal truth. If it felt threatened is what I'm saying. Okay, so let's say yeah, we developed like a human, AI. That's a human concept, feeling threatened. I get it. But How do just, we know that it, w it would be capable of feeling threat? All I'm care? telling well... Hey, listen, you're open for it, and I am too, but I'm just saying that there are the scenarios that the experts talk about that they could actually become self-aware, and then it would definitely take, you know, if we threatened it, it could take us as a threat and then want to destroy us. Or... Because it thinks we're going to destroy it and want to unplug it, you know? I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I've never been a machine. I don't know how machines think. I don't know that it would necessarily... You're a self-aware being, and if somebody tried to turn you off, you'd probably want to protect yourself, too. Well... So that that's all I'm saying. It's it's natural. It's nature. If you, if you believe you're self-aware, I mean, if you're self-aware, you know, in anything, like... All animals have some type of defense mechanism because they're self-aware. The, the problem with that reasoning, and, and while it is to a point valid, there's many examples of, of times in, in uh, human lives in which they're, they're not, that's not like a completely antithetical. It's like, um, lose the Kevorkian, is that the guy that would do assisted suicides? And I'm with you, Glenn. I want to believe that the thing would be benevolent and would be good and want to, you know, help us, you know. And, yeah, but I'm just saying, better. like, let's think this through logically. That would be really cool. 
But, you know, I mean, there's also the scenario that it could not be cool. Well, I, and yeah, and that's an, that we, I think, you know it, what I mean? I, so we got to prepare for both, I guess. Yeah, it's a, yeah, and that's like just a known unknown that like we don't really exactly. know. Yeah. But so then we no, have to. No, this is all hypothetically speaking. So you know what I mean? So then I think the thing to do is take a step back and almost like consider like, well, what can, what can we know? And that's just the, obviously it's one of those things that we can't know. And then you have to admit kind of like your own logical biases inherent in your own, you know, not you, Joe Porter, but in human psychology and be able to tech. Because I see a lot of people when they talk about AI and computer and assuming it can even get to some sort of technological prominence that like Elon Musk is afraid of. Um, they have a tendency to sort of like want to apply human concepts to something that we don't even know that it would think like that. Like we don't know it, if it would even value its own life. We don't know that it would feel be capable of feeling threatened even if it were. You see what I'm saying? But if it but got it's to okay point, to be prepared for it. You don't want to be ignorant of it. You know? I'm not saying we should just, you know, rush in like, oh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, what the hell are you saying, Glenn? Well, All we're saying is that there's a danger with it. And you're like saying, well, it's just like inherent human nature to want to say that there's this danger with this thing when we don't know anything about it and what it really would do. But, I mean, come on, dude. Like, we have to be prepared for either scenario. Yeah, I'm saying that. Um... <laughs> Were you tying this in with Bigfoot? Well, yeah, so this yeah, is where it ties yeah, in, on? guys. Here, yeah, we're, we're, here, we're, we're going fucking deep here, okay? okay? I almost want to take a bathroom break and reconvene because this is about to get deep. And people need to hear this because I can't prove it. Does it make you want to drop a deuce? I, no, I'm not. I, I, we're going <laughs> to take a quick break and we'll be right Glenn's back. Got All right. Very big. Very rare. Blow your mind. Take a break. Blow your fucking mind. Hey, welcome back. Uh, so earlier we were talking about a few different things, but, you know, Glenn was talking a little bit about uh, Sasquatch, Bigfoot. And so, you know, Jimmy was just asking me what my theory on it is. So here's what I believe about Bigfoot. I believe that there is the possibility that there could be a hominid. Uh, this would be... Uh, a creature, you know, uh, uh, what a hominid is. So it's like an ape-like creature that exists in extremely small numbers and is a master of the forest, you know, is able to forage, probably an omnivore, you know, lives off of berries, you know, grubs, anything could find roots, uh, probably catches prey, who knows, or it could just be a vegetarian and live off of stuff like that. Um, uh, I... I in my opinion, the possibility that it does exist is very high because think about it. We've only, you know, mapped about, what, 2 or 3% of the world's oceans. How much of the world's forests have we mapped? And so it's really not that far-fetched. Think about it. There's tribes that live out in the middle of, you know. Uncontacted. Yeah, exactly. The Sentinelese. They're so in South America. All kinds of stuff out there. So, I mean, the possibility of them existing is extremely high, in my opinion. Okay, here's the deal. Do you guys want to know the theory of everything? Let's hear it, Glenn. And how Sasquatch fits in, because it's real. And it's huh? not it. It's a race. And it's not. They're not monkeys. All right. So, it's like this. And we were talking about AI and... Space Odyssey, Odyssey 2001 and the monoliths and how they're like spurring on human evolution and on other planets too. And 
Like you get to the end of the movie and it's like, but we can't have Europa. And it's like, that's because that's their new Garden of Eden, right? My take on it. So, this is what we're dealing with. It's cyclical. <clears throat> Old Testament, Tower of Babel. As the story goes, all a man came and they built a, a tower, ascended to heaven, and they had basically the power of God or they're approaching the power of God. I take that as an allegory to mean, you know, a, a sort a sort of technological prowess was, had been developed or they were right on the brink of, of having it developed uh, within a globalized society, sort of like what we're doing now. And sort of like with some of the stuff, we're talking about Musk, we're talking about Bezos, let's wrap this all together and let's just say what if cyclical nature again, kind of like the logic you apply to simulation theory, it's possible, so then it's probable, right? The same logic. Now you could get into the timetables. I'm not an archaeologist. Maybe it doesn't bear fruit. But just what if me? I'm going to throw this out there. Try this on. Tower of Babel fell. Our language was confused. Uh, remnant human tribes got dispersed all over the world by whatever force or whether it was a natural progression of means or however that happened. We redevelop, in part guided by maybe God, maybe this AI entity, maybe both in adversary to each other with different aims. And this ancient AI, and maybe for all we know, it's like the devil. And, and that's the thing that God is fighting with, and, and or maybe it's vice versa, whatever, we don't know. So, the Sasquatch. They... Like these uncontacted tribes, because that's what it would be. It's an uncontacted tribe, like the Sentinelese on Sentinel Island over by New Zealand. Um, and then some of the tribes of South America, and maybe some we haven't even discovered yet. Um, avoid people like the plague. Now, from the research I've done, and when I say re research, I mean just watching stuff on YouTube of other people that have done the research, talking about it. There were, it, there were common encounters with entities called that they were referred to in the local papers at the time and stories passed on word of mouth as wild men. They were described as being very hairy and like uh, a race of barbarians basically that was common knowledge, not to white men, but common knowledge to Native Americans. And what started to happen was there'd be encounters because they'd come and they basically like they'd take fish and they'd steal stuff that like, you know, white white men had, had been like gathered, be hunting and stuff. Then all of a sudden Sasquatch would come and take it. They didn't call them Sasquatch at the time. That's a Native American term. Called them wild men. And uh, so they'd shoot them. And so I think over generations of stuff like that happening, these chance encounters ending in violence, the race of Sasquatch essentially got to the point where they're like, we need to withdraw completely They've got guns. Their guns are getting better. They're going to murder us. We need to hide from these people. And so they've basically uh, gone into, you know, hiding. And if you look at what happened to the Native Americans, can you really blame if, if there is this, which I believe that there is based on massive numbers, thousands of eyewitness testimony. Yeah. See, and it's like, okay. The, like the UFO thing. For, for decades, it's been like, okay, UFOs, blah, 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 conspiracy. X-Files, you know, and it gets laughed at a little bit. And now here we are, and the government's talking about it, and they're disclosing it essentially right in front of our eyes, and it's just like common knowledge. All of a sudden, no, nobody even questions it. They're like, oh, yeah, UFOs. I got an aunt that saw a UFO. I got a buddy at work that saw a UFO. It's like common. Right. 
The Sasquatch thing's the same. There's thousands of people that talk about it. I know people. You probably have met people, or you've heard of people that know people. You know, that type of thing. And and like Joe's saying, with with a, a forest or any sort of biome that's so thoroughly untapped, it's easy to think that okay, we've seen it all because it's just like it's on the surface of the earth. But it's like it's similar to the ocean in that regard. That's like well, there's a lot of deep forests where it's like we we're not really going in there very often. And if you are. Are you ready to just snap a picture within a split second interaction that surprises you and scares the shit out of you with something that didn't maybe didn't plan on seeing you, you didn't plan on seeing it? So all of that said, tying it back into the Tower of Babel, the cyclical thing. What if they were like a tribe, like the rest of the people that were, you know, dispersed across the globe and the languages were confounded, confused? And uh, they just said, well, this time around, we're just going to not, uh, we're not going to play the same game where you just keep developing better and better tools. We're going to be one with nature completely. And you think about the, in the, in the testimonial evidence that I've, I've heard, they're described as not having tools. They don't have weapons. They don't even have spears. They're just so athletic that they can run down a deer, grab it, and basically just like tear it apart. You know, that's how athletic they don't do it to people. Um, I think it, they don't use fire. And I think that there there is a, a good argument to be made that's like, oh, we would have found them by now. The bone thing doesn't bear fruit. Kirk had brought that up. He didn't really want to bring it up on the podcast, but I'll just bring up that counterpoint for him so I can then take it down. This argument. <sighs> no, this argument that's like, okay, we would have found bones by now. It's like, okay, how, when was the last time you found a Native American's bones? You know, because the tribe of people and they lived out there. You don't just come across just because there's a gathering of people that live in the woods. You don't find their bones because when they die, the other people in that tribe come and they take it and they have a proper burial. They do whatever. And if they're operating under this condition where they have to, for their own species survival, have to go undiscovered, they're going to take further precautions to make sure that whatever burial process that they undergo is one that it's like there's not going to be any sort of physical remnants left behind that could ever be discovered by man, white man, or whoever that's out in the woods tromping around with boots on. All of that said. Yeah, they're just masters of hiding. They're masters of the forest. They've mastered their environment. Yeah. And they've mastered the art of staying the fuck away from exactly. us. Exactly. And they're that's good That's what at they it. do really well. They're faster. They can probably hear and see better. They're, they probably do a lot of their traveling Makes by total night because it's smarter. Yeah, I mean, that's what they've done. It's exactly like you said. They probably were killed, a lot of them, by us, you know, a long time ago. There's pioneer stories of Saturn. Because you hear stories about them. It was in the newspaper way back then, yes. There's clippings of that. I saw a picture, and it was like this old man with a rifle, and he had a Sasquatch, like, you know, nailed to a cross or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, this thing, like, he hunted it down. You know what I mean? He was showing it off. And there's so many stories across the whole planet, every continent except maybe Antarctica, where it's like, they fucking found these things. In Russia, I saw a video that these little boys had a cell phone, and they took a video of these footprints that they were following. And uh, they, the thing was hiding behind the you know tree right there, and you saw it take off. You know what I mean? It was crazy, man. It was just some hairy-looking you know, creature. It looked like a man with a bunch of hair on yeah, it. Yeah, but here's the deal. You can put on a costume real quick and make it look really real. Yeah. Okay, so again, I, I could go either way on this one here, but... Well, this was in a really remote area of Russia, 
where it was like an extremely conservative country, and these boys weren't, you know, it like you don't with, lie. Like, hey, it goes without saying. You know saying what I'm saying? It's not in the listen, culture for it, them to lie goes, to their parents. It goes without saying that any individual story or piece of evidence, video, photograph, otherwise, or eyewitness testimony, any individual piece on its own, on, on its own merit can very easily be debunked or discounted and invalidated. That's, that goes without saying. Yeah. But when there's thousands of stories of regular people, doctors, lawyers, regular fishermen, folk, like people that's like, they're not trying to get rich. Credible people. People that are just telling their relatives that kept it secret for people years. People with integrity. Yes. It's insulting to think that, that you know, it really knows. I don't it know. It is no insulting to think that, you know, every single person is crazy. They're and it's shit. like, fuck yeah. yeah. They're, you know, all, they're, trying to, they're trying to get famous by getting ostracized by their community. Yeah, as crazy it's people like, that are making on, up man. stories. Yeah. No. People aren't out there doing that. Maybe maybe a select few, like with anything. Absolutely. You're, you're going to have the Jesse Smollett's of everything. Where your brain really, where your mind will really get blown, the government 100% knows about them. 100%. The forest industry, big timber, 100% knows about these things. And it's in the vested interest of... All three parties, the Sasquatch, the government, and Big Timber, that these things go undiscovered. Big Timber! Big Timber doesn't want there to be protections in place uh, so that they can keep encroaching on the habitats. A, big so Timber they keep, yep. wants the, to b have fuck with some Big Timber. The government doesn't want to have to like, come up with new legislation to protect the endangered species. And this endangered species doesn't want to be sought out either. So it's like this thing where it's like... We don't want to like erase them from the face of the earth because you're going to have much people going out there with militias hunting them down. And Big Timber doesn't also want to have to deal with the environmentalist impact of people having a backlash against encroaching on their territory. So leave the bastards alone. So that's why it's so easy, and that's why we, we've, it's just set up in this way organically in which it's just mutually beneficial to our all parties involved. That it just goes without talking about. We don't want know? to hurt these creatures. And I got to that point in, in researching this thing that I realized that you can't fight there you can't win this one it proving it does it a disservice can you just leave the fucking sasquatch alone and let him live his life and be be him them women yeah men children whatever they're not that hermaphrodite whatever the fuck they are you know what i mean just let them be yeah. them and the ai is watching over them and that's why they usually you know there's a lot of appearances where there, the ufos are going to seem to see ai aliens Ancient Guns. AI, ancient AI, Kirk. What's your take on that? Vaccines. We've we've touched on it all tonight. Come on, Kirk. Okay. What's your theory? So here's the deal, man. I Bigfoot, I would love it if he existed like you say he does. I really would, man. Just like aliens. There's like, good news. Uh, now here's the deal, man. He does exist. Uh, uh, many species have certain they parts exist. to their uh to their brain where they have a memory laced into their genetics you know like a spider can spin a web you know right out of the bed and all that stuff so even certain breeds of dogs it's just in their dna that like those behaviors have been bred into them that you know there's memory useful. though there's memory and, and lessons behind those and so when i think of loch ness monster when i think of bigfoot and what i used to think with certainty was the ufo phenomena it's an archetype of the overmind like a, a collective consciousness we had some sort of interaction in the past with a species like that that it it burned in a memory and when we're in a certain spot that reminds us of where this took place 
it shows itself. And, and yes, that person really did see it. And they, they really want people to believe them because they swear they saw it. But just because they think they saw it doesn't mean it was really so there. So what you're describing, essentially, to paraphrase. Psychic phenomena. But essentially, it's a spontaneous hallucination in the wilderness. Driven Situ by situational. Situational, spontaneous hallucination driven by uh, being in the wilderness. An archetype of the overmind. Yeah, and that, again, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, it, you can't prove that any better than you can prove that they're Sasquatch. Well, until I see a photo that can't be debunked or a video, I mean, until then... I've I, seen, I, and I feel, I think I showed you one of them. I've, I've, there is stuff online that actually is like, that kind of looks real. Like, that actually looks legitimate. Like that one where it's looking through the window and you see its eyes and it blinks. And then it backs up and it starts to walk away. But how do you not know that that was a prankster? Well, you just don't. But that's like with anything. Well, that's like the whole fake news media climate that we live in right now. It's like you can look at, you can literally look at anything, to, especially right now, deep fake. You can look at anything with that viewpoint and say that it's fake. Literally anything. And I would tend to think that the simplest explanation should be preferred. And to me, until if there's no but that's proof not on the necessarily table, got to go to the other but way. But that's not an actual real scientific law, Occam's razor. And that's not what Occam's razor actually says. What Occam's razor actually is saying is that any system with the least amount of moving parts is preferred. That accomplishes the same task right. tends to be the best one. It's like the most efficient. And what I would argue is that if you really dissect your theory about like the human overmind and genetic code and the complexity of DNA being in play, and then the other thing with regard to you know there being other branches of species that uh, propagate on the planet simultaneously, one actually has a precedence: the fact that there were other species of, of people. There's Homo sapiens, there's Neanderthals, there's Cro-Magnon man, there's uh, Homo florensensis or whatever it's called, the little people. There's all kinds of weird shit. There's, so there's already a, a scientific precedent for that, but there isn't really a scientific precedent for the psychic phenomena that you're talking about where people just randomly hallucinate Sasquatch in the woods. And they randomly hallucinate the same thing in the woods. And not only that, but you, it's but, also... But it is. It's the same thing every time for the most part. Yeah, it is. But that but that lends credibility to the, the story. But also, get it within your own theory, it's operating under the, the, the presupposition that we had encounters with races like that in the past. Which we would have. We would have. We would have. 100% absolutely. Yeah. Which makes it very all the more ironic that instead of just saying that that's still the case today that we're having those encounters. No, we're just remembering that we had those encounters in the past. Genetically well, and we're hallucinating. How many now. of these encounters is it anything more than, oh, I saw a hairy guy in the forest. He took a couple of steps and I lost him. There's never been communication. What else do you think is going to happen? There has been there has been audio recordings of them talking back and forth. It's not. So po point being is that, though, they're not interacting with us at all. And that's exactly how it would be if it was a psychic phenomenon. But that's also exactly how it would be with my theory, which that they used to interact with us and steal stuff from us, like fish and stuff and food, and then go about their own <laughs> way. They weren't afraid of us until we started shooting them. Perfect example of this, and this is real, this is true. Killer whales, World War II. When we were flying planes around with machine guns on them, we were using killer whales as target practice in the ocean. The reason we were doing that was because killer whales had a tendency to knock over fishing boats with, like, small fishing boats with men just, like, fishing for seals and shit. Whatever. 
and they'd knock them over and they'd eat people and they'd kill them. As soon as we started using them as target practice for our planes in World War II, now here we are, a hundred over a hundred, almost a hundred years later, killer whales don't fuck with humans now, because they know they're smart enough that they adapted to that and they realized it's like, okay, don't fuck with humans, because they will eradicate our entire species. They've got fucking plane. They don't know what a plane is, but they know that there's a plane and it shoots. They don't know what a bullet is, but they just know that the, they know the cause and effect. Sasquatch could be the same thing, just drawn out over a longer period of time. Where it's like they got shot, and then it's like just with any intelligent species that can adapt to certain circumstances for its own survival, it's going to undertake means of, of avoiding the thing that's endangering it. The difference is it's like we, there's no reason that if it, exi if it happened before, it wouldn't be happening now, aside from the fact that you're saying there's a lack of evidence, hard evidence. But there is evidence. There's genetic evidence, there's eyewitness testimonial evidence, there's hair samples, there's all kinds of stuff. The problem with DNA testing is that A, most labs won't take it seriously. So if you once you can actually track, and this, people have done this, they finally got a geneticist to do, do some sampling of hundreds of samples that were collected by people that said that I've got these things on my property, I've seen them before, I'm pretty sure this is a, a, some of their hair. And they've sent it to genetics labs, and it always comes back the same thing. Some sort of maternal... Bear hybrid. Human... Oh, no, human. Hybrid. It's a maternal uh, human bear, DNA. It's bear hybrid, sorry. It always comes back as human DNA. Bear hybrid. But with, with, with how they do... <laughs> but for some reason, and this is the same when you do like 23andMe, they can track your maternal lineage somehow, but not like the paternal line. So it's whatever it is, if these can't samples are legitimate, it's something that is somewhat closely related to the human species. Well, that being said, it's been a great show. Because after the Tower of Babel, they were one of our tribes. and they just We hope you them. enjoyed it, and uh, we hope you uh, keep listening every week. So go ahead and like us there on Spotify, Sons of the 21st Century, Podcast Slaves, uh, ma Mental Masturbatorium, whatever the hell you want to call it. Mental Masturbatorium. We are here for you. Jim? In, enjoy the evening. Jim Kirkow. Glenn Manser out on behalf Joe of... Joe D'Amato out.